Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for taking the time to download the Manchester Football Social podcast. Uh, Alex and myself, Ant. Uh, see, I can remember my name now. Yeah, did. <laughs> I did it deliberately. Well, I actually, on the, on the podcast, you're going to forget your name yeah, in the wh- future. Maybe what I should do is make you wear my football shirt and then you could turn around whenever I forget. And I yeah, just read it I'm afraid I won't be wearing a City shirt. Uh, yeah, so uh, tonight's show, uh, lots of fun, lots of callers. Uh, we had our first international call all the way, complete with time delay as well. You'll hear that in a moment. Yeah, what, he was what? great. from Sweden. He was yeah. called David. He did. It felt like the Eurovision Song Contest, as I think you mentioned in the intro to it, but he was really knowledgeable. Yeah. And obviously, he was full of praise for one of my all-time football heroes, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And, and like Sweden often do with the likes of Abba, he definitely a 12-pointer there, although yeah. I'm a bit worried of our performance. We were probably books for his mother than yeah well well i think we're a nil point nil uh, point two things to look out for in today's show uh we have our youngest caller yet who's yeah. a star of the future guaranteed little ethan plays yeah. for middleton colts uh, and also as well if you're running around right now listening to this and trying to do your last minute christmas shopping we've got some suggestions for you as well yeah right at the end of the show there's some football novelty items in a little quiz that Ant made up. Yeah, that I'm on commission for as well, so if you click through, that'd be great. All right, uh, let's get on with the show. Manchester Football Social. Hey, we're back again. This comes around quickly, doesn't it? Mm. It's a football social, Manchester football social, Ant McGinley and Alex Boardman representing both City and United. Your City, I'm United. You nearly got your own name wrong then. <laughs> yeah, I was just suddenly thinking... Ant um, McGinley. <laughs> Is it a trick question? Give us a clue. How many letters? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, as always, you can... Oh, this is a test now. Because I, I, I couldn't remember my own name. Now can I remember the phone number? That's the question. Oh, three. 345-111-7625. See, they'd be no good if I can't remember it. How are you supposed to? Well done. Well, you couldn't remember your name, but you did the phone number, which <laughs> yeah. is better. Maybe I should get that on the back of my shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you for the phone number. Yeah. I don't know. I know you're getting woman's looking at you with your own name and shirt and thinking, oh, I need to text him. <laughs> no, well, she should also be thinking, well, if he gets lost, I'll find him easy. Anyway, different numbers, numbers of a different sort. Uh, two, three, and one, five. Yeah, well, this is our third show, and this is the second time United have won and City have lost. I, I, I don't know what's going on. This is not what I signed up for. I'm not very happy. Yes. So yesterday at the Etihad, the, possibly the, the biggest shock of uh, the day. I of the know, day. Chelsea, Chelsea also went down 1-0. Yeah. I don't think many people saw that coming. No, but I think it was a bigger shock, especially as we were 1-0 up against Palace as well. A team that haven't won for 28 years in Manchester. No, and the, la- City. the last time Ian Wright said on Match of the Day last night, I saw the last time he uh, he called City a small club <laughs> when he scored the two goals. That's it. Those yeah. were Ian Wright's words, well, not mine. Well, here's the thing that's going to worry all United fans. Mm-hmm. When... Palace beat City in Manchester the last time. Oh no, don't say don't say it. That season. Don't say it. it's like Voldemort. Don't say it. 
Somebody else won the league. Yes, don't say it. It's like Candyman, You'd never say it. Right, and that somebody else won't be United, even though they had a great game yesterday. Solskjaer has come in, he's taken mm. over. I mean, there's a lot has happened since we were here last week. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing was, we didn't see it coming, because this time last week I was utterly depressed. We'd just been absolutely hammered by Liverpool, and the manner of the defeat was... As bad as the City one, it was a terrible display. We just didn't show up. It was cowardly. Our goal was a lucky goal to score. Could have lost seven or eight nil. Yeah. Fast forward a week. I don't think anyone saw Monday Mourinho going. No. Nope. You texted me about quarter to ten in the morning. I think it happened about then. Yeah. And you went, Mourinho's just been sacked. And I was like, no, I, I thought it was a joke. So yeah. I, I think I replied to them like, ha, ha, ha. And that, that, that's kind of dominated the news for like three days. Yeah. And then we had the news about who was coming in to take over. There was all sorts of rumours going around, and it was a bit of a legend. Mm. And uh, this this is a little clip from... Should we play this now? Yeah. yeah. All right, so this is uh, from his very first press conference. You might have heard this before, but this just gives you a flavour of, of the change that made when Ollie came in. You know, I think the fir first thing, first game, uh, think about getting my principles uh, into the boys, get the players to understand how I want them to play, how we want to play as a, uh, as a team, uh, work together, and then let's take uh, the results uh, later on, see how many points we can gather. But uh, this club has um, uh, made up many, many points before, but I'm not going to set that target now because you've got to go game by game to start with. Now, the complete difference to a Jose Mourinho press conference because yeah. he sounds happy. Yeah, well, I mean, his he's, he's little face. But he did, he looked absolutely ecstatic. I saw another interview with him where he was saying that on the night before the match, he actually slept really well. Before that, he couldn't sleep because he was too excited. And he, <laughs> he was like the exact opposite. I saw him, I saw a bit before the press conference where he walked in and he said hello to all the journalists and had a little joke with them. And, I mean, as a PR exercise, which some people have written it off as, yeah. Um, what a fantastic PR exercise because you've got a club legend who seems to be one of the nicest men in football ever and he's just gone in and totally lifted the mood. Uh, if you want to give us your thoughts on uh, what's happened this week and there has been a lot at United, 03455117625 or if you want to give us uh, your thoughts on what happened at the Etihad yesterday as well, you can also do that at Twitter. Uh, just go to at MCR Footy Social. And uh, we're going to speak to somebody in a moment, but I just I just wanted to, just this whole thing that's happened with, with them bringing him in, like the, the difference that happened yesterday. Mm. Now, I, and I've said this to you before, when we went to the derby, we were sat there, yeah. you sat next to me and you suffered. Uh, and it I was suffered awful. as well. I, I thought it was awful as well because there was just nothing there. Now, it was almost the same team that, that, that it played was exactly. With the exception of Pogba, who Mourinho's dropped for the last three games, yeah. um, it was like a Mourinho, it was totally the same side now, Mourinho now, would have picked. There is this thing, the new manager bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I get that. There's that effect. There's the change. There's the release of pressure as well. But. I, it can't be. I, I, it, it just reminds me. This is very similar to what happened, and I'm not putting this on Mourinho, but just a recent example: Mourinho at Chelsea. They were playing really badly. Drogba and Hazard weren't there, and, and you thought Hazard had lost it, and now Hazard has come yeah. back to be one of the best players in the world. Yeah, and I, I saw that same thing happening yesterday at United, which begs the question of, like, what was. Was it just Mourinho that was so toxic or was it just that people had given up and, and they felt like they'd won so they ran out and they were free to do what they wanted to do now? Maybe. Maybe it's a mixture of absolutely everything. Um, and I don't want to be critical. I just want to be positive today because it's Christmas and it's been miserable all season. So I just want to be happy. Let's call it the magic Ollie X Factor. Let's put it down to that. The magic Ollie X Factor. Well, let's speak to somebody who knows all about Ollie. Uh, David Cellini is a football writer for Total Football Analysis. Now, this is going to be a little bit like uh, doing the points on the Eurovision Song Contest because there's a bit of a delay in the line. Wow. So, uh, Sweden, David, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> wow, this is so cool. Are you actually in Sweden, David? Yes, 
I'm in Sweden, northern Sweden. We have lots of snow and we're uh, just awaiting Christmas Eve. Oh, very oh, Christmas Well, Eve. Merry Christmas to you and thank you for joining us. And you're, you're somebody that's watched Ole's career uh, very closely. Um, yeah, I've watched uh, like parts of his of his time at, at Molde, um, mostly. Um, so that's, that's really where where I come in. I watched a lot of the of the latest games he had there before joining United, obviously, and to get a get a picture of, of how they might play under him um, for the rest of the season. And so, before we start talking about United, how has he been getting on in 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 Norway and Scandinavia? How has he been doing with Molde? Have they been bossing it? Yeah, the, he he won the title obviously in his first two seasons in charge. Um, I think it was back in 2012, 20, 2011, 2012, I think. Uh, and then obviously he went to Cardiff and and struggled a bit. Um, came back and I think he had a, like a year out uh, without doing any coaching other than some some kids team. I think maybe his son might have been. And then he came back to Molde and uh, I think he he had three full seasons. Um, before obviously now coming to to, to Old Trafford, um, and he finished second in the last two. So uh, <clears throat> he's been doing well. Obviously, two titles is is a good return, and, and Molde is traditionally one of the biggest clubs in Norway. Um, they have some some good backing financially, but they're up against a giant uh, in uh, in Norwegian football called Rosenborg, who's I think they won four on the bounce. Uh, so so he's up against yeah like I... like the Manchester United of old. Uh, yeah. I remember in, in Rosenborg always being. They always seemed to be in the Champions League, um, and they always exactly, seemed to. Do, yeah. yeah, they always they did seem to be the big team. So yesterday, if we if we just focus a bit on yesterday's performance, I mean, I'll be honest, it took me a hundred percent by surprise. The way that they played, the way the ball seemed to be going forward, it just seemed to be relentless attack after attack. Was were you expecting that? Is that something you've seen in the last few years in Mulder? I was expecting them to to play that way, uh, not in the first game, but <laughs> but uh, in after a couple of probably months uh, training, to have that t- kind of performance after two days. Uh, I mean, I can't even imagine what it, what he's done in training, given the given the response from the players. Um, if it's just like the mental factor is is probably the biggest thing, obviously. But but uh, yeah, it, it looked a lot like like he's he set up his molder team, you know, very attacking, as you said. The ball was was continually moving forward at, at pace and with lots of short passing combinations. It it was basically the, the type of play he had in Norway. Um, but to have that that kind of performance, that impressive after just two days in charge, it's, it took yeah. me by surprise as well. Really impressive. And another thing that I really noticed and they picked up on in match analysis was the the fact that the fullbacks were so high up the pitch. Ashley Young at one point was playing almost like a second centre forward. Is that something? Uh-huh that he he tried in Norway or is that something that he maybe just brought to the table for this game? No, that's that's definitely something he he's taken. Uh, I think actually he's, he's he said on on multiple occasions that that Guardiola is a big influence on his style of football, and um, the fullback is obviously a big part of, of the way he sets obviously City up and and he's done before at Bayern and, and Barcelona. So you can expect to see them playing that far forward. I think every week. Uh, yesterday it was it was again a surprise to see them go so attacking in the first game, but. Mm. But um, yeah, as you said, Young he was hardly even playing in the defence. Like he was always, always up. So, David, I've got a question for you. I, I, I don't know if you've met or spent time with Ollie, but I, I just wonder, as, as a person, as an individual, because he's moving into a very high-pressure situation, and we've seen some big-name managers, people that have been lauded and, and and picked out and carefully chosen to come in, like Moyes was, and he failed. Yeah. Van Hal did not go down well, and Mourinho, one of the biggest personalities in football, has gone by the wayside as well. So my question is, is... Ole going to be able to cope with that pressure? It, it's obviously impossible to to like give a clear answer, given as you said, Van Gaal and, and Mourinho has, has coached some of the biggest clubs in the world and they've had tremendous success. And, and as you said, they they struggled with the with the pressure and the, the intensity of, of people questioning like every decision if something doesn't go well. I think with him right now, obviously, he's just here for for six months. Uh, if he for for that period, obviously, if he can implement 
continue implementing this type of tactics and, and the players obviously seem to be responding well to it and if we can manage the, the group of players then obviously we will get results and he's got every chance of, of, of succeeding in this this short spell if he were, were to have the job permanently uh, he would obviously go through up and downs and that's really when the pressure starts coming in I think if, if United finished sixth this season no one would really no one would, would call the his spell in charge a disaster or anything like that so I think it's kind of risk free for him at the moment so this this uh, interim spell I think he will handle he will handle well if he would have the job on a permanent basis on, on over a longer term obviously it would be be a different story and, and we'll probably it's impossible to answer obviously but sure. but uh, yeah he, he obviously has the experience of, of playing at the club for a long time but playing and managing is obviously two two very different things yeah David thanks very much for joining us before we go though I've just got to ask you how do the people of Mulder feel because they're kind of like mm. you know the girlfriend that you keep going back to like I'm going to go off and have this affair and then go I'm going to come back to Mulder and, and now he's going to you know, and then he's going to come back again are, are Mulder quite proud of him are they like mm, take the chance what, what's their attitude towards him yeah, um, I don't know exactly. Obviously, the people of Molde since I'm Swedish, and we have a a bit of a rival rivalry with, Nor- with Norwegian people. <laughs> but uh, uh, I re- I reacted to his his comments when he said he wanted the job permanently, and that there was his dream job and everything. And, and um, it sounds, I mean, he, he definitely wants to stay on. I, I think you can we can we can all agree on that after his comments, but. But there, uh, I think it was their chairman who said that it was great for Norwegian football and it was great for Molde that that, that Black United looked at their manager. So they seem to be a bit proud they chose him. Um, but I think obviously they they want their manager back. Uh, he's been doing so well there. So well, it might be might be a different story in a few months if if he's in contention for for a permanent gig at the club. Wonderful. Thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us, David. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye bye. Uh, Andy, thanks, David. Look at that, our first international call. That's, That's quite so cool, isn't it? Yes. And I like that magazine as well. It's uh, one yeah. of the better ones. Total football analysis. We're now going to uh, go to Jay. Uh, do we have to do this? Yeah, we get Jay on. Come on, Jay. Uh, Jay is a Crystal Palace <laughs> fan from the Eagles Beak podcast. If you haven't guessed already, I'm the City fan. Good evening, Jay. Good evening, guys. Come on, <laughs> you Eagles. <laughs> right. Come on, you eagles, in fact. So, so let me ask you this. How is it possible that a man that failed to manage our incredible England team past Iceland <laughs> managed to completely dismantle Pep Guardiola yesterday? How did he do it? Well, I, 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 there's a lot of questions about that being asked uh, up and down the country, I'm pretty sure. Um, shot way through the world of football yesterday. Nobody gave us a hope yesterday at all. Um, but I think, as, I, as I've said many times this weekend, since, since the result, you know, we, we kind of, um, you know, we, we had we had our moments in the game where we we, we hit back at just the right time. If if we'd have uh, if if the game had gone on any longer after that first goal from Gundogan, um, you know, it would have crept into the players' minds that you know we've not had a, a very good couple of uh, re- you know, recent results at the Etihad, and um, you know that slot goal kind of you know set us on our way really. And you know the Townsend one. I mean, <laughs> what a goal! Goal of the season already, isn't it? Oh, that, that just, honestly, the thing was, I, I, I stood up and applauded that because the thing was, there's nothing you could do. So that, did I. I stood up and cheered. No, no, but even as a City fan. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, that is the kind of goal that I've been trying to score on FIFA for about five years. <laughs> My little brother can do it, but I can't even do it on FIFA. So to do it in real life, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's just what proper football fans do. I mean, Palace... I don't know if you've seen the goal of season uh, montages the last couple of seasons, but it seems to be a lot of Palace goals goal scored against Palace in those montages, and we've faced our fair few of those. Um, but yesterday's, I mean, we've had a couple in the last few weeks. Luke against Leicester last weekend. A few weekends before that, we had Andros that scored a great goal against Burnley from outside the box. But yesterday's was just sublime. Like you say, you know, it, you know, one out of you know fifty attempts of those would probably go like that, but the rest of them a bit just be. You know, nowhere near on target. You know, but, um, it was just perfection, wasn't it? This is going to be a really unpopular opinion, but I thought the Schlup... Is he called Jeffrey? Jeff Schlup. Jeff, the Jeff, Jeffrey Schlup, yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was a better goal 
in the fact that it was just so impossible. His face would walk, he's got one place to put it through his legs. Yeah. He, it was just, uh, and it was, I think in a way, it was a more important goal as well. I know everyone will think I I'm hope, absolutely yeah. crazy, but the, the defending yeah, on the, I think I could have, I'm not saying I could have scored it, but I think most, most five-a-side <laughs> players would dream of that chance. I, I, I'd be interested yeah. to see, Jay, because this time last year, you would have dreamt of getting two, never mind three goals in a game because was was it October last year when you had one goal for the whole month and there was this wonderful Twitter campaign where, where they ran uh, the Crystal Palace goal of the month and all three nominations were the same goal. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's completely right. And we, you know, we lost our first seven games of last season without any goals. Um, we we had a hiding at City, we had a hiding at United, and those first seven games were just just atrocious. But um, I have to say, one thing that the media haven't picked up on um, is the sublime touch or the Zaha out wide before that goal. Mm. You know, the ball got even over the schlup. A lot of the media, or particularly on TV, have missed the fact that Zaha plucked the ball out of the air with with, with his toe pretty much out wide, which set up that whole. Move, um, and uh, there's not a lot been said about it. And and Zaha, you know, he played his part yesterday. And a lot of people say, yeah, we don't play very well, very well without him. But you know, it was a team performance yesterday. But that pluck, you know, that 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 take on on the run uh, on the defence was just brilliant. And I know we had a, you know, a little bit of luck as the ball found its way to Schlupp, but he took it really well. And if you ask any Palace fan, um, you know, Jeff Schlupp has, has kind of been in and out the side a little bit, and he, he's probably not the fans' favourite player. But oh boy, didn't he take that well yesterday? Today really well, and you mentioned that about you know just hoping that we'd score goal, a, a goal yesterday. We did a poll uh, in the lead up to kickoff yesterday online, and the, and the choices were um, you know Palace win, City win, a draw, or just just to get a goal. <laughs> it didn't matter what the scoreline was, just get a goal, and that was a winning. That was a winner. Well, of you that. know what? It, it this time of year, it's important to give to those that are more needy, and that's what we've done. They're not that needy in Manchester, are they? They, they want to play a Manchester team every week. I think at Palace. We carry well, well, yeah, we've done all right this year. You know, we've really well, yeah. up at United, yeah, um, and and a, and a fantastic win yesterday. Again, you know, nobody saw it coming. You know, that, that, but I think you know that. I have to say that penalty by Luca yesterday. The pressure on Luca to score that penalty. You know, to put us three one up. I mean, that 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 pretty much won the game as we know because De Bruyne got came back and got the second goal. But if it had been two one, I think it would have been a different story. Had City, you know, pushed on and you know had a bit more confidence in the game, that penalty was 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 decisive. Really yeah, was. he's got a fantastic record as well. I saw on the graphics, really I think, did, yeah. yesterday that he scored since he started in the league. He scored four or five more penalties than any other player. Um, so yeah. I think you must have been pretty yeah. confident with you stepping up. One other thing um, I'd like to ask while we've still got you on, Jay. Um, yeah. It didn't show much of it because I only saw the highlights on Match of the Day, but there was a point, and Zaha's kind of well-known. He's got a bit of a reputation now for demanding protection from the referees. Um, yeah. And there yeah. was one foul. It did look... It, it wasn't like a nasty, nasty foul, but it just looked really cynical where he was running mm. through two or three City players and I think the commentator said something about this has been going on all game and he was saying he was, he was repeating. Was it was it something that you noticed that... Because um, Guardiola famously on that documentary said, anybody goes past you, trip him up. Was it... Was, do you think that was a tactic by Hodgson? Do you think that just to constantly keep attacking that midfield and getting behind it? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, we watch Wilf week in, week out, and the treatment he gets is atrocious, you know. And, and you know, it's, it's a man's game. Um, I think Wilf was probably wrong to come out in the press like he did after, I can't remember what game it was now, but after a game he came out and was interviewed by uh, BBC and, and said, you know, said what he said and, you know, feeling he needs more protection. Um, but Pep said the same thing a couple of seasons, or was it last season, said, you know, the, the, the skillful players need more protection, otherwise they won't come over and, and ply their trade in this country. You know, Wilf is a special talent, he really is. And I'm not saying he needs to be given a, a, an easy ride, but again, yesterday, some of the treatment he had in the game, he does get very frustrated and he, he's that kind of character. You know, he wants to play football, he wants to enjoy his football, but, you know, some of the challenges he's had to face, particularly this year, you know, while he's come out and I've just said, you know, it's wrong to have said what he said. You know, he needs to let the football do the talking, yeah. get the smile back on his face and just do what he does best. Well, Jay, Jay I want to get the smile doing. back on He's my face He's put the smile well. on my face, Jay, I'll tell you <laughs> so, that. So please stop coming to my Actually, Jay, just before you go, can you tell us, um, the last time you beat City in Manchester, who won the league? Don't say it. Don't uh, say it, Jay. Never say um, it. Don't say it. No, Don't no, say I, it. I need to, I need, I need to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one.
Thanks, Jay. You can check Jay out on the Eagles Beak podcast and uh, we'll get the opinion of some City fans uh, in, in just a moment. We'll be back after this. It's the Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. I feel like I'm doing my Christmas shopping all over the, again. There's all these lights and things going off. <laughs> So Manchester's football social with Ant McGinley, remembered it, the City fan, and Alex Boardman. The United fan. With a smile on your face. Yeah, second time in three weeks. Loving this this new show. It's doing wonders for United yeah. this season. Yeah, e- even when we lost... Oh, sorry, we? Oh, God, what have I done there? <laughs> <laughs> e- even when United lost last week, you then got the result you wanted, which was Jose gone. Well, yeah, I'm not 100% sure I still I you, do. There's, there's still a mix on that as well, and obviously now that, he, that Jose's gone and that uh, Ollie's come in, there's now another debate which is coming in, which is also about, like, who's going to come in full-time? Because they've done this unusual thing of saying, it's just till the end of the season, and uh, they've said, we're going to get a proper manager in for the start of next season. And, of course, everyone's talking about... Pochettino. Pochettino, yeah. Or the, the, still the outside chance of Zidane. But if Solskjaer carries on like that, no one is getting near that job. Well, yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I enjoyed watching him yesterday. And uh, if you did as well, you want to get your views on this. 0345, uh, treble one, something six, two, five. Maybe you've got a curveball suggestion for who could come in. I heard somebody say Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. They're both free. No, no, no? way. No way would you... I mean, if you can't take Mourinho as a disciplinarian, can you imagine Roy Keane on day one? Imagine Christmas day morning. Training's at six o'clock. It's going to be eight hours of press-up. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, the injury list after that first training session would be ridiculous. Yeah, it would. It is. He's gone in knee-high on everyone in training. <laughs> Oh dear, the uh, yeah, do just terrify me. I I wouldn't I wouldn't sign if I had the option. Oh, anyway, not, not that I'd be signing for United anyway. Uh, uh, so the other thing that happened as well, uh, you can't have missed it. Pretty spectacular in terms of the Premier League was uh, City going down to Palace at home. Yeah, it was fantastic. Although you know the repercussions of that for me means that Christmas will be spent with Liverpool top of the league. So. Luckily, they've got you know they've got form in this. The last two times they were top of the league at Christmas, they they didn't win it. So fingers crossed that you know we we, we keep that run going. Yeah, the interesting thing about all that was the I think the fact is that um, up to this point, it's always been because we've been playing at different times. It's been a virtual gap. You know, and Pep mm. said, you know, it's not a real it's not a real lead. It's not a real gap. And that's the thing going going into like two weeks ago. We were that close, considering everyone was talking about how much City were dominating and just give them the league. It was still only a couple of points between City and Liverpool. It's very achievable, because I think in one of your next three or four games, it is Liverpool, isn't it? So you can totally totally get it back. I wonder if, you know, nobody's mentioned this yet, but it was Klopp who said last week, oh, City are, uh, you know, invincible. City will never... I wonder if um, if he did some sort of mystical mind trick, as they used to say, you know, when Ferguson used to do that kind of thing. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. Let's uh, speak to a City fan. We just had a Palace uh, fan on the line. We spoke to Jay. Here's another Jay. Well, it's not Jay. It's uh, James. He's a City fan. Did you go to the game yesterday? Uh, well, I, I can't... I, I listen to the radio. Um, that's, how I, that's how I digest most of my City games these days when I'm not at the game. And it sounded very much like a typical City winter performance for me. Both times we've, we've won the title recently, it's, um, excluding last year, it seems to be the case that we always have ground to make up come springtime. I, I, I don't know if it's a combination of injuries. Obviously, our, our first choice midfield all weren't there. So that's that's a massive factor. But... We, We've never liked the winter. Ever since Rubinho arrived, we've not liked the winter. So do you and, think it's uh, do you think it's that classic thing of you know like oh he's a great player but can he do it on a rainy night in Stoke? So cold night in Manchester is the equivalent for these superstars we have now. I think you can look at it that way for a number of them. I think Jesus is a class player and, and will become one of the Premier League's greatest strikers. But at the moment, I don't think he's a man to step up when Aguero is not there, not during those kind of conditions not against a Crystal Palace side who don't want to lose under any circumstances by the looks of it and they've got God on their side so I think most of them are fine but it's the injuries it's the pile up it's playing game after game after game and just trying to and expected to get every single win I think it's a lot of pressure on a lot of the players yeah yeah well you know what I I think it might actually be my fault because I was on here a couple of weeks ago and I was saying it's actually starting to get a bit boring and a bit pedestrian 
because we're like, you know, you know, we're just kind of knocking five, six in every week. And now suddenly, actually, we've got to pull our socks up. We've really got to bring our A game because Liverpool aren't going to drop points easy. No, it's also that case of intensity, isn't it? And again, maybe there's some fatigue there because of the winter fixture pile up. But I was at the Everton game and I saw we went one look, two look, and when we went two one down, it, we still looked pedestrian. We still didn't look like we were up to fighting back and just trying to score as many goals as possible, like we have been in games start of this season throughout the whole of last season. We always look like we're just hungry to score more, but at times I've not seen that. And even when Gundogan's goal went in. I didn't feel that confident. I didn't feel that there was much intensity about the team at all. Is that just a hangover like most City fans have? Because for so long we've we've seen awful things. We don't relax until we're 4-0 up with about two minutes left. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's something to do with that. And the way the Premier League is now, obviously the City players aren't relaxing. Obviously we dominate games, what, 70-odd possession against Crystal Palace. And that's the way it's supposed to go. But sometimes you just want to see people fly into a challenge and sprint for their lives for balls. But when you've got the ball the whole time, I don't know, maybe it's supposed to look pedestrian, but it doesn't fill you with confidence when you are 2-1, two, 3-1 you know, down and you, all you're doing is passing the ball in front of Crystal Palace's back four or back eight or back nine or however many players they've got behind the ball. It just looks like there's no way to score. And even though we had chances... I know Sane hit the post and Jesus had a chance later on. It still didn't feel like we were going to get that deficit back. And I just wish we had an obvious replacement. But anyone that good, I mean, they're looking at De Jong from Ajax, looking in Dombele from, from Leon. they're not going to want to sit on the bench. And obviously around this time, they'd have a lot of game time, either with Fernandinho being injured or rotation. But I can't see players like that, especially when Barcelona and and Real Madrid are talking about signing them as well. I can't see him coming sitting on City's bench at all, no. I think, though, something you said there very interesting about company being missing. Maybe that's the key, is that we've not really had that consistent, almost like father figure on the pitch, if you will. Yeah, I think, I mean, we saw him, we've seen him play a few games during the season, then dot in and out the team. And Pep's got a really massive decision to make because for the first time in company's City career, pretty much, maybe besides when he first joined when he's fit he's not straight in the team Stones and Laporte seem to be the future of City's defence and then you've got to think about the role that company has in that team obviously he's still a very important squad member and you can't rely on, rely on him physically but then I mean I love John Stones and I love Laporte but I just don't see him giving the all and caring as much but looking back in 2012 I can't see Laporte or John Stones winning that header against United and scoring mm. but on top of the table I just don't see a player like that well I'll tell you what they're doing alright with their headers as well James thanks very much we're going to jump across and switch sides and we're going to go to we've got Stu, Stu. hi Stu hi Stu you alright mate I'm not bad yourself excellent loved last Merry night what about, what about you yeah Merry Christmas mate what about the Cardiff game last night it was good to watch, you know, it was really positive football and everything United fans wanted for the last two years, really, wasn't it? But just feel a little bit disappointed with the players because, you know, they've shown what they can do and that's been missing for so long. So, yeah, it's great, but it just leaves a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth still. But what can we do about it? You know, they, they shouldn't have done it. They have done it. You get on with it now. You get behind the team. But it was just... Good to watch a good attacking performance. All right, it's only Cardiff, but you can only beat what's in front of you. They was there. And they've gone out, they've played well. They've played exactly how they wanted us to play. You know how we've all been begging for them to play. And they've, yeah, they've put a good performance in, cheered everyone up, I suppose. So, Stu, I'm, I'm a City fan, just, just to be clear on that. But the thing is, I, yeah. all I've been hearing for the last few weeks, few months, even few seasons is the fact that the, the, the players are not playing the, the United way, they're not fit to wear the shirt, they're not putting the effort in, they're not doing that. And what's happened as a result of that is Jose has been gone, and we've got the same players, as we just said, it's almost the same team they put out. Mourinho would have picked that team, yeah. I think, about a month ago, definitely. And the performance was different. So I, I guess it's cheaper, even though it cost them 20 million, to sack Jose than to sack the whole first team. But... Yes. <laughs> is, is it just that decision? Do you think there's a couple of players in, in the team that need to be gone moving forward so that when the new guy comes in, there's a clean slate? Well, I've spoke to Jim about this in the past. 
um, it was the case of Mourinho or Pogba was the issue, wasn't it? What it's been portrayed in the press. Yeah, it felt like that. One of them's gone. Yeah, one of them's gone. And yesterday, the other one put in a decent performance. You know, he was all smiles and he looked a bit better. He played well. So I, at the time, it was like, well, maybe they both need to go. Now we've only got one of them. We can only see how Pogba does the next five, six months. However, he's going to stay there. So I don't know. Would I get rid of him? I don't know is the honest answer. We need to see how he responds and if he grows up and matures a bit now because there was press reports saying what he'd said about Mourinho messing with the wrong person and stuff, which yeah. is a bit, bit, it's wrong really. And, you know, they should be respectful still. But he has come out with a comment and thanked him for the opportunity he's given. So it really is a tough one. Would I want to sell him? Do you think they've, really? brought, they've brought Solskjaer in because of the relationship he's got with Pogba? Do you think that's been part of it? Because he trained him, didn't he? In, in yeah, he was in the youth yeah. team. He was the manager of the youth team, yeah, wasn't he? he coached him for three years, didn't he, apparently? So it may be. It, it could have been the fact that Edward Woods had this meeting with Mourinho or whatever last week. Look, he's a £90 million player. We're not leaving him on the bench. He said, I can't get any more out of him. So it, that may be the reason. You know, it may be because he's an asset to the club, isn't he? And that's what Ed Woodward does he looks at things in a business point of view not a football point of view which we all know is a problem with him so do we sell him I honestly couldn't tell you the answer in six months time we'll know though won't we yeah we will what about then someone else who had a good start to the season maybe the first three or four games but since then has been abysmal what are your thoughts on Lukaku what are my thoughts on him how long is the show on for? <laughs> yeah, we've got another 20 minutes, that's all. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll be... I think he'll be enjoying his Christmas dinner on Tuesday anyway. I don't think he'll be worrying about Wednesday. I don't know. He, I liked him when we first signed him. I thought he was a good signing for us last year. At times, he's looked a bit one-directional, and a bit out of place. But I just, I just want to see him all doing well, you know. You want to support your team, don't you? You want to see all your players doing well. Even old Fellaini, when he plays for us, I want him to do well. And he does do well sometimes, but sorry, back, back to Lukaku. I don't know. He, he, again, it, it's what can Solskjaer get out of him. He might learn a lot from him with him being an ex-forward himself. Mm. So you've got, you really have got to give him all a second chance and start again. Is that, is that just you your Christmas they, spirit saying something nice about Lukaku? Is that what it is, being festive? And you go, I, 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 it's that time of year. Person, you know, I, I don't want to. Would they be bothered what we thought if the 150 grand a week anyway? Are you, are you really bothered what a lad from Manchester thinks about him? He's not going to be bothered, is you know? But I just want them all, give them all a second chance, like Solskjaer said. It's a clean slate, we take it from there. If five or six games down the road, people aren't pulling the weight, which Lukaku's got a lot to pull, I suppose. If they're still not <laughs> pulling the weight, yeah, then you know, look at January, moving on, cut your losses, get rid of him. You know, send him back to Everton or something like that. Stu, thanks very much for getting in touch with us. Have a wonderful Christmas. And uh, what, what what would you like for Christmas for your team? What would you like for United? Um, what would I like for United? European Cup would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that as well. <laughs> That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? That? I can't see it happening, but you never know. All right, we'll have a word with the big man and see what we can do, all right? Yeah. <laughs> what Cheers, Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, interesting which is what you were saying there about Solskjaer and this was the other bit he said in his press conference which I really liked about him and he just he, he, a little bit of self-deprecation mm. in there he just got, has a little dig at himself he's talking about all the squad players and players getting a game when you're at Man United there are a set of demands and uh, there's standards we set and one of them is to be a team player and I don't think anyone has been on the bench more than me so, <laughs> so that's that's always my uh, comeback to players. That uh, you never know, you, you you might come on, make an impact. That's your chance. Grab the grab the opportunity when you get it, and they they all will get get a chance. It sounds like he's having such a good time there, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? And and also, it's what he said. That self-deprecating thing does contrast extremely with Mourinho with his you know anytime anything was questioned with him I won this three times and he storms out and you know don't get me wrong I, I like Mourinho I find him entertaining but this just feels refreshing it just feels fun and it, it feels a bit like I don't want to say United are back but maybe United are back
0345 is the number to call if you want to get in touch and we'll be back with more on the Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. So it's Sunday evening, uh, the final Sunday before Christmas and uh, a big weekend of football and more football to come. City went down to Palace. Yeah, Despite yeah, being 1-0 up and against 14th place Palace, we yeah, walked yeah. away. Uh, we lost our 100% record at the Etihad this season. Mind you, Chelsea lost it as well yesterday, but they're not in the race. And United had a completely different afternoon, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, away. We've sort of, our away form's been poor this season, but... Um... In fact, our general form's been poor, but what a result yesterday. What a, the main thing is, what a performance. It just felt like it lifted everyone. Well, who knew how it was going to go? And and I couldn't have dreamt, in my wildest dreams, I wouldn't have thought 5-1 away. Wonderful. No. Uh, so, and it, you know, I have to say, I actually enjoyed watching the highlights so much of the day. It's been a long time since I've enjoyed watching a United yeah, victory. I, mean, I don't think I've ever enjoyed it for, for a long time. Well, we had, um, we had the Palace fan on before. Was he called Jay, I think? Yeah. And he was talking about the goal of the season uh, from the, you know, Palace's second goal. And I think the Martial goal is every bit as good. And it's a team goal. And um, it's something we've just been lacking, just putting passes together and moving forward and really fast and quick, one-two. Typical Brilliant. United fan, one win and look at you. It's a cracking goal, the Martial goal is such a great goal. Actually, can I, can I just say something now? This this feels really weird for me as as a City fan to say this about United, but I I kind of really feel for Jose at the minute um, mm. because you know, he's had a real kick in this week in the press and he's also, obviously, he's not had the most fun last 12 months, let's be honest. I mean, it all started to go wrong at the start of the year, sent that new contract, everything looked good, and then something's gone wrong. Something seemed to go horribly wrong in pre-season. Yeah, and now, and, and, and we just spoke to Stu there, Stu, Stu was yeah. very excited, and he said, well, I don't think they'll be bothered with that kind of money that they're on, but I, I you know, I think doesn't really matter how much money you get in. You know, if you don't see something coming like that, something comes along like that, yeah. it, it, it's, it's going to be a blow. And like... Even in football, I mean, we've seen it, Gary Speed, you know, it, you're not protected from these kinds of things. Yeah? No. So, and especially at this time of year. So just, you know, if Jose's listening, I'm just giving you a f- hug over the radio right now. <laughs> what? And he's probably just withdrawn his 18 million and he's sat <laughs> hugging that back in London in his actual house. <laughs> do you think he's still here or do you think he's got, gone to Portugal? He's gone home, he went home that night, didn't he? He got sacked, went home, and then the day after he rocked up with his, like, shopping bag and his tracksuit on and going to old bargains or something in Chelsea. You know what I'd really like to see? So anybody that works for United, you know, like in the support staff, in the admin, in the office, please, 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 just, if you can just, like, take a sneaky copy and send us the final room service bill for for Josie at the Lowry. Just, yeah, anyone on reception at the Lowry. And also, if you could, like, swing a room for me... New Year's Eve, that'd be cracking because upon I'm getting leathered. <laughs> right, uh, we'll go back to the calls then. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, still time to get on uh, before the end of the show. And you can give us a call 0345 uh, I think we've got another United fan on the line, haven't we? Yes, um, we've got Ant. Hi, Ant. Um, so, Ant, you watched yesterday's match. Are the good times back? Yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah. Like I said before, I think. Uh, Onwards and upwards now in it with them, hopefully. Do you, do you think, Ant, that Ollie could even be a long-term possibility or do you think it is just like a literally come in, fix everything and then leave? I don't know. I can see him staying longer than what he's meant to be staying for, do you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, though. Would we want Zidane instead, you know? I don't know. I think the thing so is... It goes, isn't it? The thing is, because we're about the same age, Ant, and... Um, I, I think for most of your sort of growing up area, you would have just had the one manager. But like for, for the kids coming into football now, even as United fans, they would have known like three, four different managers. Yeah. And that's you, right, yeah. How, how old's your little boy? Uh, Ethan is eight. Right. So he, he was just he probably too young to even remember the last time we won the league, which is 2013. He'd have only been about two or three. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Is he is he there? Does he want to come and have a little chat with us? Yeah, he will do. Yeah, I'll put him on to you now. So, hello. Hi, Ant. 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 Hi, Ant.
Hi, Ethan. How are you doing? Uh, good. Who's your favourite player? Rashford. Oh, yeah, mine. he's my favourite player too. Did you see the free kick he scored? Yeah. Yeah. You, you play football as well, don't you, Ethan? Yeah. Are you are you a striker like Rashford? Yeah. Which, what football team do you play for, Ethan? Oh, nice. And have you had a game this weekend? You played football. Yeah, I played football. With a heavy ball and like a smaller pitch and everything. Did you score? Yeah. How many? Five. What? Wow. That's amazing. You see, this this is a good reason that Jose is gone because if it wasn't if Jose was still there, kids like Ethan wouldn't get the chance. And now we've got a local lad yeah. who's putting five in <laughs> at the weekend. Maybe Ethan's magic. Maybe whatever Ethan scores at the weekend, United score hey. two hours later. Hey, that'll be good. Will you keep in touch with us, Ethan? And like maybe next week, like when you play a game, let us know how many you score. Just you know, just for interest, not because we're going to place bets on it or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what What do you want for Christmas, Ethan? Football. <laughs> Who said a Barbie doll? Was that your brother? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll speak to Santa and see if we can get him a Barbie doll. Uh, what football do you want? Uh, the Premier League ball. Oh, wow. Well, do you think you might play in the Premier League one day? Yeah. Will you still be friends with us if you do? Yeah. <laughs> Great, thanks. Because we need all the help we can get. We need all the friends we can get as well. <laughs> Ethan, thanks very much for coming and chatting to us. Will you come and chat to us again? Okay. I'd like that very much. All right, well, Merry Christmas and say Merry Christmas to your dad as well. Cheers, boys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ant. See you, Ethan. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, I tell you what we could do with you right now, Ethan. You know, if you ever change your mind uh, about your club and you want to come over to the city side, you'd not be a bad backup to No, he doesn't. Five goals in. I'd tell you what, there's a precedent as well for a, a Middleton lad. Right. Um, he was excellent at football. He used to play at centre-forward, playing in the Premier League. A certain Paul Scholes did that. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. So go mid, go Miggy Colts, mid, as he mid, called mid, it. Yeah, Miggy Colts. Right, um, just want to pick up this thing. We were playing a bit of uh, clips of Solskjaer's press conferences, hmm. and there was a little bit I heard, which I thought, oh, this is interesting. So what's his name? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. No, it's not. Listen. Ole, how has uh, Alex... That's a Norwegian journalist in the, in the asking the thing. Here we go. Ole. 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 Ula. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure that's not Norwegian for hello? No, Ula. 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 Yeah, and do you know what that sounds just like as well? Do you remember that album from the 70s that everybody had? The War of the Worlds album? Yeah. yeah? Um, where the, the big prog rock thing, where it comes from down. Sounds just like what the Martians say. Ula. Gonna show Scar. Yeah, they just never got to finish it in a thing. Could be. Yeah. Could be. All I hope is we don't. The worst thing about Solskjaer, the only bad thing was when Martin Tyler started calling him Solskjaer for about three or four seasons. Absolutely I, hated I, that. That's forgivable. I still can't spell it. Right, so this is our last show before Christmas. Shall we do some presents? Yeah. What'd you get me? <laughs> this pen that I'm holding. <laughs> do you want it? Great improvisation. <laughs> but no, I meant presents in terms of a little game I've got for you. Okay. All right, so these are actual football presents you may be getting for Christmas. Uh, now, I want you to tell me if these are true or false. Have I made them up, or can you really get these, and you may potentially get them for Christmas? So, are these like a, are these for sale? Is that what you mean? Yeah, somewhere? Yeah, yeah, somewhere. All right. Okay. So, Leeds United sell a branded bucket for eighty pounds. <laughs> That's for probably getting sheep's milk in. Yes, I'm sure they do. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> of course they do. Bucket. Yeah. Uh, this is because uh, Marcello Biesla often sits on a bucket during match days and the club shop have taken advantage. One point to you, Alex. Was that 80 quid, did you say, for a bucket? 80 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. I suppose if you could sit on it, it must be like reinforced or something, but still. Uh, you can now buy an official dented Manchester United water bottle in honour of Jose Celebration <laughs> versus Young Boys. I'm sure they will have taken that off sale by now. True or false? It'd be reduced if it was. <laughs> I don't think that's... That's got to be false. That's a made-up one, surely. It is a made-up one. Two out of two. Uh, you can now purchase an official Fire Nord fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, that says a lot to you about like, I'm coming around for Christmas dinner, there's a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Last year's turkey, still got the taste in my mouth. I don't know what fire nod means, but I'm sure it doesn't mean fire. So, so no, false. False. Okay. So you're saying that it's made up. I think that's a made up one, surely. Uh, uh, 27 euros will get you wow. a red and white fire nord fire extinguisher. You can't put a price on safety, can you, Alex? No, I'd really like a fire yeah. extinguisher. Right. Imagine yeah. that on Christmas Day night, everybody's uncle drunk. Get fire extinguisher, hey! Well, Foam all over the I tell you what, if you really want to push the boat out, and if he falls asleep in front in front of the fire, <laughs> yeah. you can also like double it up with the official fire blanket for another <laughs> thirty-four euros. Imagine, yeah, like your granddad falls asleep and he wakes up and you give him a full beard and novelty eyebrows. <laughs> all right, two out of three. What about Craven Cottage grass seed? I would, I would that work? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why? Yes, true. It is true. You can grow your own pitch at home. And I'd, then I'd have that. I'd yeah, like that. and then just look at it like the defenders do. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, right, true or false? This is a present somebody could be getting for Christmas. Grimsby Town branded sardines in a tin. Well, they're known for fish, aren't they? Grimsby's known for fishing. True. This will make it four out of five. True. You're saying the Grimsby Town sardines in a can, branded with all the logos and everything. Is true. Yep. It's not. Ugh. But you can get Benfica sardines for just over about three quid a tin. Wow. They also do chocolates, popcorn, jam, honey, and chocolate cats. It's like going to Tesco, <laughs> isn't it? Like, want to go watch a football game. Uh, Alex, that's all we've got time for. Oh, no. Have you not even got me any Portuguese sardines or anything? <laughs> No, they tend to leave a bad smell in the place. All right. Thanks very much for listening and getting in touch with us on the show. Football Social is back. Well, we're back next Sunday. And uh, yeah, there's a show on Monday, I think. There is, yeah. Manchester Football Social. Right. Well, that is uh, today's podcast over and done with. Uh, On behalf of myself and all my mates who support United, have a really top Christmas. And have a really top, just really enjoy it. Take it all in. Just enjoy looking at that league table and seeing Liverpool at the top. No, I told you not to say it. (laughs) Never say it. Liverpool, Liverpool. Oh, that's Beetlejuice, isn't it? It's the same thing. It's all evil. (laughs) Uh, Well, on the plus side, it's going to make the next year, the start of it anyway, much more exciting in terms of moving forward for both of us, I think. Well, there's no guarantee Liverpool will be on top by New Year. Yeah, there's no guarantee you'll be in the Premier League next year either. There is. We've got Solskjaer, don't you worry about that. It's you that you're on the way down. Uh, we're back with a show just before New Year anyway, so we'll go through our highlights and the lights and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, thanks again for taking the time to listen. And uh, you can also hear the show live at Sundays through to Fridays between 6 and 7pm. Manchester Football Social. Gonna show Scar. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.